0: Welcome to Cole Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guy, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, week 12 of the NCAA college football landscape is here. Week 11 of the NFL, we're going to talk about a little bit later on in the show. Go in on a subject Having a pun for the review that will make you think probably beyond your normal understanding and comprehension. And, of course, the adult of the week. But for right now, headlines, please. Deadline <music> College Football. All you need to know about this weekend is uh, Cupcake Central. Here we come. And, of course, the most important thing is you still have Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Michigan as your top four teams now. And they will still be your top four teams next weekend. Simple, wasn't it? Dateline Chicago! Ben Sorbrist of the Chicago Cubs had a slight mission. You see, he has this penchant for black High tops, and he wanted to wear them when he plays. But Major League Baseball has a strict rule against those types of, I guess you could say, outward displays of expression. Well, it seems as though the MLB is lightening up on its ruling and saying that you can wear those types of shoes. Well, don't take my word for it. They released a statement saying it themselves. Quote, Among other things, MLB and MLBPA have agreed to eliminate the previous rule that the majority of a player's on-field footwear must be in his club's designated primary shoe color. Instead, players may wear shoes displaying any of the following colors in any proportion, black, white, and gray, or any colors displayed on the player's uniform and certain variations thereof, and, or, any additional colors designated by the player's club? Close quote. Have now players overcome the man in professional sports? Just look at the NFL Players Association and you know the answer to that question. Deadline Pittsburgh! Sidney Crosby, who's been uneven through the first one quarter of the season now has an upper body injury that we'll have to sideline him for a little bit. Now, the team is being coy and is basically being Bill Belichick-ish in terms of displaying what is hurt and the extent of the injury. But just know that you will not see Mr. Crosby act an absolute fool on the ice for a little while. Now, he may come back soon. and They may hold him out for a little later. But he has helped in their slide, the Penguins, I mean, these last few games and losing five out of the last six, including a defeat in the nation's capital. Will they bounce back? And will he bounce back and be on the ice and be that Stanley Cup contender that they have been for at least the last 10 years? Well, only time will tell. Dayline Boston! Alex Cora, the manager of the defending world champs the boston red sox has been awarded not just with a championship but with an extension on his current deal and it extends all the way to 2021 cora felt a little i won't say nostalgic but he did feel a little contemplative when he was at the signing and he had this to say about his extension being the red sox manager Quote, for me, 2018 was not only historic, but it was special as well, both on and off the field. We have a great appreciation for our accomplishments this last year, but our focus moves forward to the season ahead and defending our World Series title. Close quote. Spoken. Like a professional manager slash head coach. Dateline Cincinnati. Well, where was Hugh Jackson going to end up? Well, the former Browns head coach decided to stay in the state. Well, okay. Well, if Hugh stays in the state, but he's going to be an NFL coach. And he's not going to be on the Browns. What is that? Oh, it means he goes back to his home in Cincinnati. Yes, well, apparently, according to Jackson, the head coach of the Bengals, Marvin Lewis, called him up, said, "You know what? We need your presence and we need your expertise down here." And Hugh drove down I seventy one to Southwest Ohio, and he's in Hamilton County again. As for the particulars of what he's going to do, Hugh had this to say about that quote, in my own words. Whatever this organization needs me to do, whatever Marvin thinks I need to do to help him, to help him be the best version of himself, to help whatever is offensively, defensively, or special teams. I'll do whatever they need me to do. Close quote. Unfortunately, it didn't work in Cleveland. Line, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Glenn Taylor, the owner of the Timberwolves, seems even after the trade of Jimmy Butler has gone down and now he's not in the Twin Cities, but he's in the city of brotherly love, the saying in the hood goes as follows. It seems that Mr. Taylor can't get Jimmy Butler's name out of his mouth fast enough or often enough because he keeps talking about Jimmy in reflecting on... What they were thinking about in having Jimmy Butler be a part of the Timberwolves, he had this to say. Quote To me, I thought we were helpful to Butler because he said he wanted to get out of Chicago, so I thought we were helpful. We certainly gave Chicago some really good young pieces. Butler came here with the expectations that he would help lead the team, not only with scoring, but with his experience that he would share with our young guys. And we got behind that. Close quote. Well. Jimmy got behind. A greyhound. And now he's no longer. In the twin cities. Let it go. Tate line tank Unfortunately. The Rockets. And Carmelo Anthony. Could not get along. And because of that. The Rockets and Carmelo are separating and parting ways. The team has released Anthony because they felt as though they were handcuffing him, and even though he had 13 points and was not shooting all that well from three and from the field, they figured that the role that he wanted to, the role that they wanted him to play, was not the role that he wanted to play. General Manager Daryl Morey pretty much said as much. "Quote." Carmelo had a tremendous approach during his time with the Rockets and accepted every role head coach Mike D'Antoni gave him. The fit we envisioned when Carmelo chose to sign with the Rockets has not materialized. Therefore, we thought it was best to move on as any other outcome would have been unfair to him. Close quote. I guess what you all decided to see was if What we all witnessed in Oklahoma City was a fluke. If it was a case of, well, they don't know what they have in this guy and they don't know how to use him. So you signed him and you saw that, well, you had the same problem OKC did. So you realize, well, it's not the team. But of course, you're painting it to mellow. It's not you, it's me. No Mello it's you That's what you're saying to him You're saying Two things are going to happen Either you should Score 27 points for a team Like the Nets Where you get to have all the shots you want Break all the shots you want Get all the stats you want But only win about 20 games Maybe 25 Or be one of the big three But either way you either had to do those two things or be a sixth man. Well, Mello doesn't fancy himself to be a sixth man. Dateline Seattle! A rare good Thursday night game happened between the Packers and the Seahawks. The Packers seem to have control of the game most of the way, but with a drive under five minutes to go in the game to put the Seahawks up by three, Russell Wilson outdueled. Aaron Rodgers in Seattle once again with a 27-24 victory. Now, yes, the game was good. The game was entertaining, and it was between two teams fighting for playoff positioning or fighting to be in the playoffs altogether. The focus to me was not with the final score or with stats. The focus for me is how can you have a coach who seemingly is talented and supposed to be this offensive genius, and Mike McCarthy Have who I have said The most talented quarterback in NFL history And you only have A 4-5-1 and one record as of right now How is that Possible Well I'll tell you how that's possible Now you have Kyler Fackrell And you have Clay Matthews As your linebacking core I mean you gave up Ha-Ha Clinton Dixon the secondary So the secondary is young and they're growing The defensive front It's similar to the offensive front. It's like you're crossing your fingers hoping that they can do the job. And on offense, you have some talent. I mean, Devontae Adams is becoming that guy. No question about it. And Randall Cobb, well, if he isn't injured, is a really good wide receiver. But you rely too much on Rodgers to save the team. It's as if you say, all right, number 12, Get out there and win it for us because the defense is not going to hold. And the defense can't hold if you only run the ball 13 times for 48 yards. But you don't care about that because that's been your formula ever since 2009. Like, well, i got an uber talented quarterback. He can take care of everything else. No, no, no. You need to build better around him. But don't take my word for it. Look at the L's that you're compiling in 2018. That should be evidence enough for you. When I come back, upon further review is later. The dolt of the week is, no, not next, but also later. Coming up next, I'm about to go is what we need to have in the nba (laughs) part of me says yes another part of me says no but the reason why i say yes is because why i am about to go at We're going out to the yay area, or for those who don't know what that means, that means we're going out to the San Francisco, Oakland area, the area where the NBA and its central point and centerpiece and masterpiece at the moment resides. There is trouble brewing in Oakland, California, and I know that this will probably hurt Warriors fan when I say that. But it's just the truth. So they played a road game in Staples Center. Wasn't against the Lakers. Otherwise, Russia would know about it. And people would have tweeted about it. It was against the Clippers. A former foe. A former rival. Still a divisional rival. So they went down there and they took an L. 121-116 Now. They were behind by many points, fought furiously back to force over time. But it was the final five seconds of regulation that was the focal point of what people are still talking about days later. So after a miss, Draymond Green gets the board. Kevin Durant claps his hands. Draymond dribbles down the court, loses footing, and before the clock, Goes to zero, loses possession of the ball Now normally when a player Claps hands in the NBA that normally is a signal Saying give me the ball Which is understandable because well hey The the best shooter on the floor At the current moment Was Durant Now why do I say that And I'm not talking about Curry Well Stefan Curry is injured at the moment And he's he didn't even travel with the team So that's why I didn't say Curry I digress. Durant and Green had choice words with one another to the point where sources said that Green got personal. But our own two, or in my case, four eyes saw, of all people, Boogie Cousins calming down Green as he was walking Green away from Durant, who was basically saying, look, this is my situation. You got me here to win games in situations like this. I'm your best shooter right now. I'm supposedly the best player on the team, if not the league. Let me have this shot. Now, I'm not saying that's what Durant is saying. I am saying that I pretty much can climb into Durant's brain at that moment. And that is what he's, and that is what he's thinking. Now he probably expressed something similar in a whole lot more colorful than I just did. And Green returned fire. And sources said that the fire that Green returned basically was you really don't have warrior heart here. You're you're a gun for hire. So since you are that get go, scram, leave, son, you ain't a warrior. Now you may think that you're a warrior, but you ain't. You didn't win these chips by yourself and you ain't the reason why the chip train is rolling because we were rolling before you got here. That is the energy that sources are saying that green put forth to Durant. And they said that it extended not just in the court, but beyond the court to the locker room and not just to the locker room after the game, but to their cars which strikes me as odd considering that that's a 400-plus-mile drive from San Francisco, Oakland to L.A., but again, I digress. And it spiraled further to not only have reports from people saying, well, the Green Gate slash Durant Gate, Is now over because the two sides are talking like they are two superpowers about to throw nuclear bombs on the other's country. (laughs) And what makes it even juicier is Durant is trying to pull the same move as LeBron James did in Cleveland and saying, well, I'm not going to fully commit to you for years. I'm going to have two-year deals with the second-year option until I am happy and satisfied that you all are doing what I would want you to do. Until then, two-year deals with a second-year option will be the only deal that I'm going to have. Now, LeBron had that for four years, and after that second-year option he did not take for last year and played through it, he became a free agent. Bye-bye, Cleveland. Hello, Hollywood. Well, Durant saw that, and he's doing the same thing out in the Bay Area. And he's like, okay, two-year deals, second-year option. Okay. Well, you decided not to pick up the option for this year, and he's playing it out. And so now, of course, the, the red carpets are being rolled from L.A. with the Lakers to New York with the Knicks, and all points in between the free agent that could change fortunes of a team because that could change the fortunes of a team that was a championship quality material to be a dynastic group. Heck, we can get that guy down to our team or up to our team and we can have the same success happen. Well, that is in the minds of the Warriors brass. They want to impress Durant enough to have him not move from the Bay Area. They want to lock him down. Problem. They need to lock Green down. Problem. They need to lock Clay Thompson down. Problem. They may want to lock Cousins down. So now the conundrum comes into play. Can they sign all of these guys to make them happy? Well, I have a VIP out there, Snowman. You know I'm talking to you on this one. He says all of them can be signed. The thing is, all of them cannot be signed to the max. Now, how are they going to weave this intricate web? That is going to be interesting. But what is also interesting is you have this flare-up happen now. And you have Green mentioning to Durant that he should leave Oakland slash San Francisco because he is not a warrior per se. Green brought up Durant's free agency in this basketball exchange. So is there trouble in paradise? Yes. But when you have a highly emotional guy, and quite frankly, and another, uh, and quite frankly, another guy who draws high emotion out of people. And if you don't believe me, look on Twitter, and you just mentioned Kevin Durant, and you can see all of the opinions that come forth from that mention. And you're bound to have that type of exchange, and you're bound to have that type of exchange again. This might not be the last time they'll exchange. Now, this might be the last time they publicly do it but it might not be the last time they privately do it and i'm sure seeing that outburst that wasn't the first in any scenario in any case the nba season just got more interesting because i've heard many people say well it's the warriors league and and it's boring i'll give you history lessons as to seeing I'll give you history lessons as to a one team ruling the NBA and the rest trying to nip at that champion's heels, not coming close, but the interest is high. The same thing is happening. The the same thing is happening now. Y'all just too in your feelings to see it, but y'all are happy now because the king, and I'm not talking about LeBron. I'm talking about the real Kings of the NBA are showing a chink. In their blue and gold armor. When I come back. The segment that you all love. The segment I love to give to you. Goat of the week time. You're tuning into the classiest sports show on the planet, of course. Goldsport. From the vault, a look back at a key moment. In sports history November 17th 1997 One of the greats in the NHL Or National Hockey League Mario Lemieux Enters the Hall of Fame Now you're probably saying Well what's special about that Well he enters the Hall of Fame Only months after retirement The three-year waiting period that normally happens For any NHL player was waived Because of his greatness He was only the ninth player that that destination Has been extended to Two-time Stanley Cup champion as a player Three-time Stanley Cup champion As the president Of the team that has drafted him since 1987 The Pittsburgh Penguins Lemieux is one of the greatest players That has ever skated On the ice Mario Lemieux and it's the Hockey Hall of Fame on this date in 1997. From the Vault, brought to you by Calls Welcome back to Cole Sports Cole Johnson here Let's not waste time DOLT OF THE WEEK DOLT OF THE WEEK Sponsored by nobody But we still are going to give it to you straight With No Chaser The winner Of this episode's DOLT OF THE WEEK Is is Pittsburgh Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell? Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin? No. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger? No. Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Antonio Bruno. Pittsburgh Steelers front-off, no. The Pittsburgh Steelers! The whole lot of you gets this. All 53 players. All front-office personnel. All coaches. Even the towel boy. All of you get this award. Why? Because you have one of the top five players in the NFL for running backs. And you stay stubborn and proud Because you don't want to give him a contract You lowball him And then you say Hey we gave him a contract He didn't sign And we we in good faith want to do that Because we keep franchise tagging him And he decides to leave Oh, But Le'Veon You're not off the hook either What in the world was that ransom looking tweet Tweeting upside down Wow Why, son, you don't have to explain yourself that way. All you have to do is basically say, I wanted this number. The team gave me this number. They didn't. And they don't want me to explore my free agency. So they keep franchise tagging me and I'm being handcuffed. And you didn't have to go far. You didn't have to go far in history to know the playbook that they were doing was the same playbook that the Washington NFL franchise did with Kirk Cousins. Where they said, we're going to hammer you a deal. We're going to make you one of the highest paid players in the NFL at your position. But we want to make sure that you're going to play well. And this ain't a fluke. So we're going to franchise tag it this year. That was 2016. 2016. Then the next offseason. You know that was a good season. And you proved that you could play. You proved proved that you could play NFL ball. at quarterback. We ain't convinced all the way yet. We going to franchise tag you again. So Kirk said. "Eh, I'm not going to sign that this time. I'll play it out though. I'll sign the tag. But you're going to pay me. And if you ain't. Another team will. So when this pass off season came, the Vikings came a knocking and they rolled the Brinks truck, $84 million worth to his front door. Bye-bye nation's capital. Hello, Twin Cities. What you're doing is you're taking it a step further. You felt slighted. You felt disrespected. I get that. And then when you see other skill position players get broken off their dough, chiefly amongst them. Odell Beckham Jr. and Todd Gurley. So I get your plight. I don't get your immaturity in the plight, but I get your plight. You didn't want to be hamstrung. And if you were to take deals like that, you would be hamstrung. I got that 1,000%. But you didn't have to throw shade. Just just maintain your stance and say, this is what I deserve to have this is what i'm worth this is what i need to have i'm sticking to it if you did that you've been fine but you reduce yourself to being 12 and that sort of makes it salty to people who look at you and say well the steelers slid 14 million a year in his face he decided to turn it down and then his franchise tag was worth 14 and a half million he decided to turn that down so he's griping and kvetching for nothing. And now he's getting paid nothing. And there was a, a guy I was talking to before I was, I was recording. And he said, well, he turned on that money for nothing. Well, it's not for nothing. He just doesn't get paid that year. But it's not for anything. It's it's for a larger purpose. If you were to look at the, the team that you wanted to be on or the company that you wanted to be on and you see them, one, talk about your pockets. Like an offensive lineman did back in September. If you see two, your head coach say, quote, we want volunteers, not hostages. Close quote. And when you see three people treating your stuff or former stuff as if it's a thrift store or a pawn shop. Reference in this story that's on ColdSports.com, Bud Dupree in a tweet telling Bell, thank you for the cleats. Just ransacking his locker or former locker now. You'd be salty too. So (laughs) I get that. And to me, the Steelers organization handled it all wrong. And then there's the ownership. I get that you don't want to pay running backs a big chunk. I get that. This shelf life is four and a half years on average. I get that too. I also get that Bell not only has had an injury issue, but he also has had a issue too. I get all of that fully, fully. And, and, and I'm sure that waiting your decision to go with his demands. I get that. But what you don't get, Is James Conner, who is proven to be just as good this year, may not be just as good in the long run. And really, that is your saving grace. If if James Conner was stinking up the joint, you'd probably say we need to have Bell. And I think that hurt Bell in terms of being a stealer. Now, does this contractual stalemate hurt Bell in the long run with the other 20, I'm sorry, with the other 31 teams? That is the real question Because that will answer if The NFL Players Association Can actually have teeth And say that franchise tagging Year after year after year with these teams Who put would-be free agents In disadvantageous positions To stifle their value in the open market Has to stop The next time you all bargain And I hope this comes real soon. The next time you all bargain, Players Association, you have to say to these teams, franchise tag a player for only one year. Make it really interesting. You can only tag one guy for one year. And if you tag that guy this year, next year you got to tag somebody else. Which puts the pressure on the ownership to sign that guy or let him go. But y'all aren't thinking like that. Y'all are thinking, well, heck, we just need to get paid more. Well, that's what the players are doing. This is the only leverage a player has here in this situation. So hopefully you don't punish him like the Steelers did, Bell. Hopefully you get the message, NFLPA. Because we found the second team after the Washington NFL franchise who doesn't when I come back viva la Mexico or no for the NFL upon further review is next perfect Boards! Now! On Patreon and Spotify! Thank you, VIP. On the next installment of Cold Sports We're going to take a different turn We're going to talk about some comments That Jerry Rice made about Eli Manning We're going to talk about The big time college football Weekend to come We're also going to talk about One of the days the NFL owns And we're going to put a worthy subject On the further review And that is for the Thanksgiving special edition Of Cold Sports That's for next week Tune in to late January, which is two and a half months from now, for the VIP honors. There will be more about that detail in the weeks and months to come. All that's for later. For now, the NFL's penchant for extending its brand beyond the contiguous 48 states hit a snack or did a field. On which they were going to play hit a snack Well I'll explain that in upon further Review Quote Colossal shame The league Takes away the best game of the season Due to the lousy state Of the field That Estadio Azteca Was not able to fix The NFL has left And it's return Is in jeopardy Close quote That was from the sports newspaper Record And what do I mean Well the Big time showdown This coming Monday Between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Rams Was due to be played in the Stadio Azteca And because of much damage to the field And the alarm it was causing from the players that were going to play on it They are not playing that game there any longer They're playing it in the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum Because it was officially a Rams home game and I get that. I mean, I get why they wanted to move it from there. Because, well, let's be completely forthright. Even though there's some interest in the Rams. Really, the interest in NFL and L.A. is hmm, tepid at best. But it's better because, well, you got a team that's 9-1. So you got a team that's good. And any team that's good will draw the interest of a city base. So I get that. But when they were looking at this game to be played in Mexico City, oh, I'd say, what, March, February maybe? They were looking at a team in the Rams that the year prior won the AFC West but really didn't catch the interest of L.A. So they figured, hey, the Rams would be okay. The Chiefs also would be okay. This would be a good game. They didn't figure that It would be between two teams That have the two best records In the NFL at the moment So the Monday night football game Before Thanksgiving Has a little intrigue Because of Bad turf The officials of the stadium Changed the playing surface From natural grass To a grass turf hybrid About six months ago But the problem With the field is. Is that it was torn up and damaged by Concert stages Because well quite frankly they play concerts In the stadium as well And the stage was chewing up the turf Well You can quite understand You can quite understand how that can happen Remember The bad turf that was happening in In Canton About a couple years back And the NFL just said We ain't gonna play the game Similar situation here So you have bad turf You have I guess you could say uh, A solution that didn't happen Fast enough to where The turf could be remedied And be better But it's still a salty to those Who want to see Mexico City Get the taste of the NFL That they have received the last few years Take for instance former NFL kicker Raul Alegre Quote I feel devastated Angered And ashamed All of that together I'm still trying to figure out How small minds Were so irresponsible In their preparation For a game of this magnitude I know that the world Does not revolve around the NFL But this is a great event Not only for the sport But for the country And it is inconceivable How it was taken So Lightly Close quote. Roll, I'm with you on that one I'm with you And here's why I'm with you It's almost been a tradition that the Monday before Thanksgiving Monday Night Football would be played in that Not just that country, but that stadium So Considering that Mexico City would be put on an international stage In ways that it doesn't Because it normally does Like when you have soccer matches there You're going to have American football played in that stadium yeah, safety has to be paramount. And if that's not going to happen, in my opinion and estimation, why partner up with them? Not necessarily the country, but that stadium. Why partner with them if they're going to really say, oh, you know what? The field is OK. You all can do it. You know, hey, you all have your own groundskeepers and your grounds crew. You all can do the magic. And they ain't magicians, though. That's your issue But this this hurts NFL hard You know take for instance Mark Waller The league's vice president of The international branch of the NFL And he was in Mexico City This week talking about these issues Quote Our fans in Mexico are Among the most passionate Dedicated NFL fans Anywhere in the world We will continue to look for ways To bring them closer to the NFL In the days and weeks ahead We share the disappointment Of not being able to play this game As planned in Mexico City Close quote This is what I feel about the whole thing You all have issues cementing Having a presence in the United States With these teams Focus on that first you all have this this pension and need To grow the game internationally So you will stage a few games In in Oakland And you will skate, stage a game In Mexico City I mean heck There was an ownership group that was going to buy the bills That was enticing them with a carrot Had them not deal with the lake effect snow of Lake Erie But the lake effect snow of Lake Ontario In Toronto And you played games in Canada At the end of the day though you got to take care of home. You got to make sure the turf here is solid for, before you can look toward other places where the turf can be good too. And yeah, I'm using that metaphor for the field of play and your field of options. But take care of home first. Mexico will be there. There are two teams that 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 country loves. Without question and I know that for a fact and I don't have to be there They're huge Raiders fans and they're huge Cowboys fans I know that because growing up in Texas Those are the two biggest teams that are in the NFL that they root for So if that's true in my original home state I'm sure that's true south of the border You've tested it out and you all know that is true It's all said and done You have to be more responsible NFL In putting your teams and your players In better hands than this Don't let your greed Cloud your judgment Because we have seen In many other instances In many other cases Where you've let your greed Cloud your judgment And just simply construct And, and simply just deconstruct Your common sense I hope that's not the case here, but in seeing how this fiasco happened, I think it has again. If you happen to like this episode or any episode that you have heard thus far, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Subscribe that neon signs flashing. Hit that subscribe button and subscribe to Cold Sports on ColdSports.com. And if you want to reach me, I'm easy to find at Cold Sports with a Z on Instagram, at Cold Sports with a Z on Facebook, at Cole underscore Sports with a Z on Twitter, and Kohl Sports with a Z.com. And if you feel the need to write me in long form, email me at info info at Kohl Sports with a Z dot. And you can cast this show on any podcatcher that's available. Spotify, Google Play, Acast, iTunes, wherever you can catch me on any of those platforms. And come join me. All I ask is just three simple things. Love yourself with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about this particular program and enjoy the content. Thank you so much, VIP. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson. And this is... Go Sports!